when Jeff Lynn and myself were doing Cloud Nine. Mm. I don't know, we probably had too many drinks, we were just talking about something, and this came out, the Trembling Wilburys suddenly... The trembling Wilburys? Yeah. And then it turned into the Travelling Wilburys, and that was it, it was forgotten about, really. And when we recorded this song, you know, I just said to Jeff, this is it, this is the Travelling Wilburys. Traveling Wilburys podcast, where we discuss every Wilburys track, track by track. This week, we're excited to talk about this one. It's Tweeter and the Monkey Man. I have with me my co-host, Ian, and our special guest, Sahil. So, it's been another week, and we're back to discuss another Traveling Wilburys track. This one, Tweeter and the Monkey Man, is definitely a highlight on the album. Are you guys excited to listen to Tweeter and the Monkey Man? Yeah, it's a great song, and yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting uh, title. I haven't heard that one before. What is that? What do you think the song is going to be about? Tweeter and the Monkey Man. Like what? Not a lot of songs have this kind of title. It's definitely an unusual one. Yeah, I never heard the Monkey Man before. I'm thinking something more, not a slow song, obviously. Something more upbeat, fast. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a, a story song, right? And you can tell it's kind of has the Americana influence in it. And I always think of Monkey Man, uh, the uh, Rolling Stones song, Monkey Man. That's a which great is also track. A good song. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's get right to it. Let's listen to Tweeter and the Monkey Man. Okay, wow, a lot to unpack there. That was Tweeter and the Monkey Man, the longest song on the Traveling Wilburys, Volume 1. One of my favorite tracks, such an interesting song. What did you guys think of it? I think the song was actually really good. Very long song. It wasn't too, it didn't sound actually repetitive. I actually enjoyed, uh, didn't lose any attention throughout the whole song. And I was trying to understand like the story of what was actually going on with the Tweeter and the Monkey Man. And then I kind of, I was, from my understanding, the tweeter's like, uh, so he had a gun or something. So he's trying to stop the monkey man. And then I'm not sure who the monkey man is or what's happening with the monkey man. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a very uh, kind of typical Bob Dylan song where you kind of, it's a story song, but you don't not, you know, it's a story song, but you're not really sure what the actual story is. Yeah, his singing on it's pretty good. The instrumentation's good too. The horns are nicely used. I like the guitar on it. 
which is kind of it's kind of like that you know slide guitar kind of imperfect not really you can tell the notes aren't super great but it's like that kind of dirty blues type guitar even though it's not really a blues song but i like it yeah and the and the chorus uh the walls came down all the way to hell that was very uh i think that was very unique and i enjoyed that particular line the most in this song the first time i actually heard tweeter and the monkey man was in 2014 when i saw tom petty live on the hypnotic eye tour and i really hadn't paid much attention to the song before then and when i heard it and i heard that chorus and the walls came down all the way to hell i was like what is this song this is so good and then afterwards i revisited this album the traveling wilburys and listened to the track and thought what a great song and i kind of slipped over my radars at first i'd only really heard the hits on the album you know handle with care and end of the line tweeter and the monkey man really reignited my enjoyment of the album and hearing it live hearing tom petty perform it live was fantastic he has a great version of the song let's hear a little bit of that now heard this track that chorus stood out to me the most and the walls came down all the way to hell never saw them when they're standing never saw them when they fell it has that apocalyptic vibe that a lot of dylan's best songs like all along the watchtower have is that kind of things are being destroyed and this song has a lot of destruction in it and it's it's a tense song and the instrumentation provides a tense mood and atmosphere to the track Going through the lyrics, it's such a complex song. There's so much going on. In the first verse, we are introduced to the two main characters, Tweeter and the Monkey Man, were hard up for cash. They stayed up all night selling cocaine and hash. So obviously they're two criminals working together, but they are being tracked by this undercover cop who apparently has a sister named Jen. That sister is featured throughout the song. And then he finishes, for reasons unexplained, she loved the monkey man. This song is steeped with references to Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, we all know Bruce Springsteen, obviously. Great, you know, heartland rock and roll guy. And he had all these, you know, great songs, great story songs about all these different characters. And Dylan pays homage to him through this song by including many of his lyrics and song titles, sprinkling them throughout the song and giving it a very tangible feeling. You get this very, you know, New Jersey vibe, which is what Springsteen always talked about, was this kind of seedy underbelly to... Culture of New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get the line about that they knew they'd find freedom just across the Jersey line, so they hopped into a stolen car 
took Highway 99. Stolen Car is, of course, a reference to Bruce Springsteen's song, as is Out on Thunder Road. Thunder Road is another Bruce Springsteen track. Factory, too. Factory is mentioned. Jersey Girl and also State Trooper, I think, are the other ones. And it's kind of funny because you could interpret it as, you know, he's paying tribute to Bruce Springsteen, but you could also view it as it's kind of a, you know, a subtle dig or insult to Bruce Springsteen, kind of saying, you know, all the songs are the same. You could kind of view it two different ways, right? Because, I don't know, Bob Dylan, uh, you know, maybe he did like Bruce Springsteen, I'm not sure. but Well, Springsteen was inspired a lot by Bob in his career. He, you know, often said Bob Dylan was one of his inspirations, and you can definitely hear that in his own lyrics, especially the album New Jersey, which is kind of a back to the folk roots, just him and an acoustic guitar and a, and a harmonica. And a lot of the songs mentioned in Tweeter and the Monkey Man are from the New Jersey album, 1982 album, which is a good album. I, I would also say that in terms of was it making fun of him or was it an homage, Tom Petty uh, said in 2003 that the song started with Bob Dylan saying that he wanted to write a song about a guy named Tweeter. Tom said, well, we should add another character, the Monkey Man. So there it was, Tweeter and the Monkey Man. And Bob said that he wanted to write the song and said in New Jersey, he said that we could, we could use references to Bruce Springsteen titles. So that's kind of what they were doing from the outset. They were trying to create a track that was infused with that New Jersey vibe. And what's the, what a better way to do that than by referencing all these classic Bruce Springsteen songs. When they were writing the track, it was mostly a Bob Dylan composition, but Tom Petty also contributed as well. George Harrison said that this track was really one where he and Jeff Lynne didn't really know what they were talking about when they were writing the lyrics. They didn't understand all these weird references and took a hands-off approach, letting Tom and Bob take the lead. The only part that they are you know, credited with is saying that, oh, we, you know, we helped craft the melody for that chorus, that and the walls came down part, and that part really shines through. So you definitely still have that Traveling Wilburys collaboration, although most of the verses are, are Bob with input from Tom Petty. And I think that that's a really, it's a really great collaboration overall. Yeah, I just want to say that you, you mentioned that it was a, the chorus kind of gives it an apocalyptic, sort of dystopian type of feel. It actually, it, it, since it's sung by Bob Dylan, it actually kind of reminds me of the Bob Dylan song, Black Diamond Bait where, because that's kind of a cryptic story song, kind of like this one, and it kind of has the theme of, of it kind of gives off the vibe that, you know, the world is crumbling around the, the song, the singer. That's so, a great point. And I, just, I was just thinking, the last verse of the song, right, the last verse is kind of like Black Diamond Bay's last verse, where Black Diamond Bay, he references, he's sitting uh, on the uh, couch watching old Cronkite on the TV, which is a great part, and he just goes off, turns it off, and gets another beer. So you get that last-minute narrator revealing himself. You get the same thing in Tweeter and the Monkey Man, where he says, Now the town of Jersey City is quieting down again. I'm sitting in a gambling club called a lion's den. The TV set was blown up. Every bit of it is gone ever since the nightly news show that the Monkey Man was on. Same thing, yeah. So it's very similar, right? You have this whole song, this whole story about Tweeter, Jan, the Monkey Man, and the undercover cop. And at the very end, we have the narrator revealing himself and him watching the story on the TV screen, something that Bob does frequently. So I'm going through Reddit, and I see some posts about 
this people saying that this is Dylan's best traveling Wilbury song. Do you think? Uh, why do you think that is? People are saying this is like the best one in the whole album. I think this is definitely the most Dylan-esque song where he's really putting everything into it. What's interesting is that when they made this track, Dylan uh, sang the vocal take in just one take the whole song, but then did these last minute alterations. And the other Wilburys noticed him, you know, scribbling stuff, changing a few things. And that recalls some of his great compositions, especially on, you know, one of his most well-regarded albums, Blonde on Blonde, where he would frequently sing the song and then change the lyrics up and just improve things just so they are just right. And that's something that he does on this track as well. So the fact that, you know, a lot of people say this is his best Wilburys track, I wouldn't dispute that. I think it's the most complex and the, there's definitely a lot of layers to it. So let's try to figure out this story, the Tweeter and the Monkey Man. What is going on in this track? We have some backstory for Tweeter, who was a Boy Scout before she went to Vietnam, which is weird because Tweeter is Tweeter a girl or what's going on? That's a weird part of the song that's returned to later on when Bob sings, Jan said to the monkey man, I'm not fooled by Tweeter's curl. I knew him long before he ever became a Jersey girl. Yeah, well, but that's... That again, that maybe they're just trying to get that in there to force the another Bruce Springsteen reference because Jersey Girl is a Bruce Springsteen song. And then they uh, they have a stolen car, but they're going on uh, Highway Nine. Where are they going? It just seems they're like they're heading away. out in the on the open road, right? Just trying to get away. Get away, freedom, that kind of thing. You definitely have that tension between the freedom of these criminals and this cop closing in. So that's why you definitely have that claustrophobic feeling. And we get more backstory how Jan, the undercover cop's sister, got married at 14 to a racketeer named Bill. She made secret calls to the monkey man from a mansion on the hill. Another Bruce Springsteen reference. Wait, so who is the undercover cop? The undercover cop, we, there's no name for the undercover cop, under, okay. but he's the main antagonist, though he is the good guy in the story. He's trying to catch these criminals. But he does eventually get shot. He finds them after they've crashed into paradise. Uh, they could hear the tires squeal. The undercover cop pulled up and said, every one of you is a liar. If you don't surrender now, it's going to go down to the wire. The next verse, an ambulance rolled up, a state trooper close behind. Tweeter took his gun away and messed up his mind. The undercover cop was left tied up to a tree near the souvenir stand by the old abandoned factory. So it appears that they got the best of the undercover cop in that encounter, leaving him tied up to a tree. The next day, the undercover cop was hot in pursuit. He was taking the whole thing personal. He didn't care about the loot. Jan had told him many times, it was you to me you taught. In Jersey, anything's legal as long as you don't get caught. So we have this blurring of the morality and the boundaries of the law here. And that's another theme throughout the song is that you're following Tweeter and the Monkey Man, these criminals, but they're portrayed as the protagonists of the story. And then we here have Jan, who's in love with the Monkey Man, saying, in Jersey, anything's legal as long as you don't get caught. So Jan and the Monkey Man are trying to escape. Well, it appears that Tweeter and the Monkey Man are trying to escape, and Jan is on the side of the Monkey Man, not on the side of her brother, right. the undercover cop. So he continues, some place by Rahway Prison, they ran out of gas. The undercover cop had cornered him, said, boy, he didn't think that this could last. Jan jumped out of bed, said, there's some place I gotta go. She took a gun out of the drawer and said, it's best if you don't know. So we have some foreshadowing here. When the undercover cop catches Tweeter and the Monkey Man, Jan comes with the gun. And then what happens? 
The undercover cop was found face down in a field. The monkey man was on the river bridge using Tweeter as a shield. Jan said to the monkey man, I'm not fooled by Tweeter's curl. I knew him long ago before he ever became a Jersey girl. So we have a piece of the action missing here. The undercover cop is killed, but we don't hear how that happens or who kills him. But in the previous line, hinted at that Jan is the one who kills her own brother as she is the one who took a gun out of the drawer, you know, said there's some place I gotta go. So that's the overall storyline. We have this story of the, the fall of the undercover cop who ends up face down in the field dead. And it appears that Jan has helped Tweeter and the Monkey Man escape. And we have this morality, the blurring of the lines, you know, Jan doing the wrong thing, but staying on the side of the Monkey Man whom she loved. And the final verse of the song reveals a sense of apathy to the entire action. When Bob sings, now the town of Jersey City is quieting down again, that line where he's, you know, watching the TV set is kind of like, well, he's thinking about it, but it does, seems like it's over now and he's getting over it. The interesting part is that the TV set was blown up. Every bit of it is gone. I don't know what you guys think of that lyric. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe the story is actually just, it's from Bob Dylan's perspective, or just a, a character's perspective who was just watching this on the TV. Maybe it was like a TV show or something. I don't know, it's kind of fun to speculate about that. I don't know, the TV was set was blown up. Maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say. Maybe maybe someone came in his house and blew up the TV set. Like the, the undercover cop or something, you know? But he's dead. <laughs> it's a weird line, right? It's a really strange line. And then the final verse of the song, he sings, I guess I'll go to Florida and get myself some sun. There ain't no more opportunity here, everything been done. Sometimes I think of Tweeter, sometimes I think of Jan, sometimes I don't think of about nothing but the monkey man. So we have this character, this protagonist thinking about Tweeter, Jan, and the monkey man, not the undercover cop though. So clearly the song is focusing on these three characters as the central protagonists of the story. And the song ends with the chorus and the walls came down all the way to hell never saw them when they're standing, never saw them when they fell, suggesting that the actions of this, this story has caused you know, a great shift and a, a great apocalyptic change. Okay, so after reading through the song's lyrics, it's still, you know, the song is still difficult to comprehend, right? Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe there is no meaning. Have, there's like some portions that could have meaning, other portions could just be filler. And it's, it's very typical to a lot of Bob Dylan songs is that at the end of the day, you're left kind of scratching your head. Like, what is this song about? There's so many different things. And the fact that they've put all these Bruce Springsteen references in it means, you know, you're thinking, well, are these references serving a greater lyrical purpose or are they just in there? To me, the track succeeds because it blends this great story with those references. Listen to it as a whole you get a real sense of time and place and a great sense of adventure and narrative. Something that none of the other Traveling Wilburys tracks really feature is such a fleshed out story with these great characters that are so well realized. It's definitely a triumph for Bob Dylan and a triumph on the album. If we were to look at the instrumentation on this track, you got a very simple chord structure, which is typical of a lot of Bob Dylan's songs that there's simple three or four chord progression and that's something that really serves to keep the song going it propels it forward and the other Wilburys sound great when they come in for the chorus as well 
Overall, this is one of my favorite Traveling Wilburys tracks, and it definitely lends a lot of gravitas to the album. It gives it another sense of artistic legitimacy to it, is that you have this well-realized song that Bob Dylan has crafted here with the help of Tom Petty. It's, it's a fantastic collaboration. Yeah, I think you don't have to focus too much on the lyrics and the meaning. You can just uh, listen to the actual vocals. Don't like dive too much into the actual vocals and try to analyze it. Just try to enjoy the song. Yeah, it works on so many different levels. You can just get swept up in the narrative and what he's saying and just, wow, you know, this is a great story without trying to dig too deep. Okay, so that does it for episode 9 of the Traveling Wilburys podcast. Tweeter and the Monkey Man, a song that we all love. A great Bob Dylan composition. We hope you enjoyed that. Look forward to our next episode, our final episode on the first album, Traveling Wilburys Volume 1. That will be on End of the Line. So look forward to that next week. Until then, handle this podcast with care. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wilburys Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, share your favorite track, or how you got into the Wilburys, just send us an email at travelingwilburyspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read your correspondence on the show. Not the new show that the monkey man was on. I guess I go to Florida.